What's really going on, everybody? Back again with episode number 85, Noah Lyons checking in once again. Joined with Mackenzie and Henry. Before we get started, be sure to check out our social media at Twitter and Instagram at WRGOPod. Be sure to check out all of our streaming platforms where you can watch our videos and listen in full. That includes YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Mackenzie and Henry, how are you guys? I'm good. I'm in a better mood than the last time we recorded, guys. <laughs> oh, that's always good. Well, that is just a tease. We have a special episode that will be coming out soon after you hear that uh, with someone who is doing amazing things in Henry State of Georgia. So be sure to check that out. But today, this is kind of a uh, breaking news episode or a special emergency episode as we are here to talk about uh, what has happened with the Supreme Court. So if you have lived under a rock since Monday and are not aware, we will break it down for you. So uh, late Monday night, um, a report from Politico came out that said that the Supreme Court, uh, it was a leaked draft of a ruling that basically uh, essentially would strike down Roe versus Wade. This happened as um, Mississippi had a abortion law that would ban um, abortions after 15 weeks that was being challenged in the courts. And essentially the court said, it's fine with us. Um, in the opinion ruling, uh, Justice Alito, who was appointed by George W. Bush, uh, basically said that the that abortion would be a, one of the many other issues that would be kicked to the states, similar to kind of guns, how there's no real gun violence legislation that's on the states. I mean, that's federally, but states now have the ability to choose. We highlighted on Twitter that uh, 13 states largely throughout the South um, and kind of the big sky country uh, have trigger laws that basically say if Roe versus Wade is overturned, a immediate abortion ban would initially go into effect. Now this varies from state to state, some states like Texas have um, rules where there are no exceptions. So even if someone is uh, raped or in the case of incest, it would be illegal um, for someone to get uh, an abortion. Um, one of the other interesting things that it seems like, and I think this is something that we can talk about um, later on, but it seems like uh, this will create a lot of issues, mainly for black and brown women who will not have the ability to travel to other states. For example, if you think about how big Texas is, if you live in Dallas and all of a sudden you are not able to get an abortion in Dallas Metro, you would probably have to go as far as New Mexico, which is not cheap. So this will be the rich getting richer and having more access to health and the poor getting poor and having less access. So um, I want to kick it over to Mackenzie, who had a uh, interesting experience um, at a abortion rally yesterday. So before we get your thoughts, Mackenzie, I just don't know if you want to you know, share what you uh, experienced yesterday. Uh, yeah. So yesterday was actually, I feel like, honestly, and I don't know if I'm ashamed to say this, but um, it was, I feel like my first time going to like, um, I, not a protest, because it was more of a speak out and it was more intimate. Women were actually just sharing their stories um, about personal experiences and stuff like that. And it was really hard to hear. But you know what? I really like thought to myself, it's it was, and she had an abortion in 1969 and it was an illegal abortion. And it was crazy like it was just so crazy the lengths that women are going through or went through to just even get that done and the fact that she was just so thankful that she was able to survive and just to think about how like we could really be putting women back in those type of situations like you mentioned like driving to New Mexico is simply not an option for a lot of people um, especially people who look like us so it was just it was crazy hearing a story like that but that also even though those stories are so crazy and unfortunate, let me not even say crazy, it's just unfortunate yeah. that it's, that even happened. But I feel like, wow, that kind of takes you back to like, this is real. Like, this isn't just some 
some mythical thing. And it's, I know social media is crazy, but people on mostly men are be saying like, they don't even know women who get abortions. And I just feel like, yeah, that's not real. Maybe women are just not telling you, but the, the idea that it's not real and it's not realistic and it's not really happening to people around you. It's just like that idea is just crazy to me. So going to those speak outs and hearing women share their stories and hearing women just even even this other woman actually called herself out. She went to she was like 10 years ago. She was super pro-life and super um, just super pro-life and super 100 percent against abortion. She had even shared a story where she talked her friend out of out of getting an abortion and stuff like that because she was so misled. And that's why also information is so important, because if you go to those pro-life rallies, if you've seen any of those crazy pictures, if you don't know that that's not really true, you really don't know. And you are really confused about what even is the truth and what is not. And I'm happy that she even shared that story to even um, say that she called herself out because that's why it's so important to share accurate information and give people the options and really explaining to them what really are the steps to take because you could just be spreading. I mean, as she called herself out, she was spreading misinformation. And then another thing, she had talked to the friend that she said that um, she convinced to not get an abortion. She had said to her that, you know, she would help her raise her kid. And, you know, people say that casually, but in real life, raising a kid showing up every single day. And also, why would you want to put that burden on yourself, you know, of a now an unwanted person or thing and, and that's now just being thrown around like I don't even know why that would be the better option but like she said she was just misinformed and thought that that was the better option but it was a really great um it was really great I mean I mean it, the story was sad but it definitely brought me back to reality like this is definitely it has happened and it can't happen again yeah and I think I have a question for you as someone who was there like I've worked like I used to work at Planned Parenthood and like you know it's kind of like that misinformation thing of like if you actually go to a Planned Parenthood, like 1% of what they do is actually like abortions, actually like yeah. and like, you know, how to remain, you know, sexually active, but healthy. So it's that piece. And, you know, to your point of like saying a lot of men don't know, <laughs> because I think it's like, you know, there's that unfair stigma behind, you know, a woman getting abortion, even though, like you said, one in four women do. So nine times out of 10, someone in your, you know, a woman in your family or your immediate friend circle has probably gotten one and just not told you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, to your point, I think you can speak to probably the diversity of the crowd of women who are giving their testimonies. Like, I think people only think like, oh, it's poor black women who are getting abortions. And that's, yeah, no crowd point. It's honestly the opposite. It's everybody. Yeah, no, because it was the jump in here Mm -hmm. to that point of like, I think the misinformation and what Noah just said on how like a lot of men walk around with stigmatized understandings of what abortions are. Like one, I personally feel like we should not have an opinion on it. Like that's not my role unless I'm in that situation and me and the girl is having a conversation and we are agreeing to be open and transparent about it, which in case I don't believe in abortion, but that's not my role to tell her what she can and cannot do with her body. So to that point, no, I think like a lot of men feel like it's their right or decision to make for a woman. And that's problematic for me, um, especially when we have women who are aware of the fact that, okay, I don't know everything and can attest to not knowing everything about abortions. Like that's kind of messed up to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, and you know, we can just bring you back in, but I think there is this kind of an information gap, which is sad. But I mean, I think that's like with most things involving health is that you know us as black people, and especially oftentimes black women, especially about just giving birth, it's like you don't know what you don't know. And the sad thing is, is that often that the medical world is not acknowledging that, like, hey, we just we just need more information. So don't just blindly throw us to something without the full scope. And I think that's the big thing is that I think the medical community hasn't really gotten around like, you know, this is both an educational thing. It's also just giving us resources and availability um, because, you know, I don't know what I don't know. Mackenzie doesn't know what she doesn't know. And, you know, we're trusting these doctors that they are culturally competent enough to give us the care that we need. And too often times they're not. I mean, you know, Mackenzie is right. not be believed. Okay. To Bro, I didn't know that women had to have the consent of their partner to get their two side. In, cer- in certain states, yes. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's why it's still part of, it falls under white supremacy. It falls under patriarchy. It all falls under this system of control and who is in charge. That's really what it, and that's, it was so crazy because, but I will say back to the, the speak out. Um, and that's what we spoke out. That's what we spoke about while we were there. Just how this all falls under the umbrella of like white supremacy and controlling people's other other than white men uh, controlling other bodies mm. but um the speak out yeah it was very diverse it was in harlem it was like right up the street and i didn't really know what to expect but it wasn't what i expected but yeah it was all different types of people there like it was all types of different people um sharing their stories and yeah it's just also what like and, and that's why i'm happy i went just to make it real more real and more tangible like this is happening and this could happen to truly anybody and you don't even know. Yeah. Would you say like a lot of the stories were, I don't want to like generalize, but like circumstantial, like abortions are circumstantial per my knowledge and understanding. Right. So like it could be egregious. It could be the person doesn't feel comfortable raising a child. It could be anything. Uh, Is that uh, like correct line of thinking? Um, yeah, I feel like uh, it's just an un- uh, unwanted pregnancy. Like, that's just, I, I, I'm not ready to have it at this time. Um, and that could but, be for yeah. many reasons. That can be because you were sexually assaulted. That could be because, you know, you have underlying health issues. And like, there was a member of Congress who gave a really good speech and said that she was on birth control and she knew that she had, you know, physical health ailments that would have made it, you know, she was at, and she said she's also Indian American, that she, you know, her likelihood of having a, you know, a severe medical issue or dying by having that child would have been, you know, infinitely raised. So she said, yeah, I chose to have an abortion because of this circumstance. But I think to Mackenzie's point, there's not kind of like a one size fits all, all. but there's a genuineness to it that I think people just think that people are just making these decisions irrationally, or they're just saying, oh, I'm whatever. Like, no, there's like a real, you know, and I think there have been studies that show that there are like real, you know, mental and emotional tolls on women who get it because there is like a feeling of guilt or or you know some ill will because they feel that the stigma is bad which i think is something that you know needs to be talked about more the mental health of these people who are getting it because it is a it's a major you know health decision emotional decision but it you know it doesn't help when our us as a society just view it as like you know you kill her it's like that's yeah shame on you another thing that a woman pointed out though also is like when women do share their stories they say it as a 
or this woman in particular said it as if like it was a mistake or when she had sex she knew she shouldn't have had sex with the guy it was a mistake or just kind of like holding more accountability on her end but it's like what if it wasn't a mistake and something just happened and I just do not want it's an unwanted pregnancy that's why it's like I guess it's not really a one-size-fits-all because sometimes it's not like we things just happen I'm not ready to be a parent at this time I should be able to do whatever I want especially especially yeah I should be able to do whatever I want and I shouldn't or at least have the choice to do whatever I want yeah that's the thing and I think um you know I live in you know, DC, Maryland, uh, Mackenzie lives in New York. Henry, you're, you live in Georgia, which I think had a different set of- We probably had a worst of it. No, no, but I'm saying- oh, yes. Yeah, but I'm saying- yeah, we're not arguing that. The other day, basically, you have up until 22 weeks, which I I don't know how far along that is. Not and, long. Yeah. And you can't terminate the child unless it's like a rape or something like that. Oh, like or uh, uh, um, yes, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What it it has to be, huh? Oh no, keep going. Well, I was gonna say, y'all saw the thing floating around the twenty-six states. What was the twenty-six states? Is that so already? So basically, like there are thirteen that have trigger laws, and funny enough, Georgia is actually not one of them. Um, so basically, as soon as this ruling comes out, states like Texas, it's like automatic. Like they're on day one, we have banned abortions. Georgia is one of the states that has like term kind of like Henry was just saying. So as soon as it would get overturned, you couldn't get one after a certain day, but I'm probably sure and Henry, you can kind of speak to like the state culturally um, because you're really good at talking about that. Um, Probably they have the ban in place already, but that's probably because they know they couldn't go full term with it. But I think now that it seems like they have the cover by the court, they would just say, we can do, we don't have to have any, you know, weak restrictions or anything like that. So it seems like, Mackenzie, to your point, 26 states have those, 26 states either in total would either ban it fully or already have a ban in place after a certain amount of time. So it's not, okay. it's not good. And like to what we were talking about, if you're basically in the South, you're in a really, really tough spot. Tough situation. And that'd be my thing to the point of what Mackenzie just said. And I think me and one of my friends were talking about how like being in the South, it keeps you in a certain ideology mindset living conditions because they're still controlling your web you like it still feel like segregation depending on where you at i.e the control of a woman's body and voting rights and i can go on and on so point in case we're talking about abortion is like crazy to me where i lived in a place like dc very progressive very like for their people like health like it's so much it, like help there in terms of mental health sexual health all of that but you come to the south it's hard to get help or assistance with those things and for me that's like weird so that lets me know that southern states they continue to want black people in this certain box they give you certain liberties and rights to operate on a court to what their agenda is and they keep pushing. Like, I guess for me, I'll be very, very um, curious to see what happens to that law or Mm -hmm. whatever that thing, uh, the bill, if in case the state fully becomes blue, where we have an operating governor that's blue, most of the state legislation is blue and all of that because it's, it's weird that Georgia turned blue, but we still deep south kicking yeah, it. Yeah. 
And I think that kind of gets to kind of the elephant in the room of kind of like Biden a little bit, because I think <laughs> Mackenzie rolls her eyes. So I know I was going to go. There's been a lot of conversations about, you know, what Biden can do and what Congress can do. Personal feelings aside, like I've kind of been annoyed of that. The first thing, well, you know, you all need to vote. It's like, ah, we did that. Like, exactly. All- That's what he said. Yeah. That's I was just like, are you for real? Yeah, and that—that's that tell me where you stand with me, boss man. You don't care. Yeah. You really don't care. You don't care, and that's what um be pissing me off about these like Democrats or all these people. And that's what I was trying to get um Charlotte to kind of take speak toward. Like we don't care no more. I at least don't. Yeah, like mm-hmm. me going to risk. We risked our lives in that pandemic, and you gave us the middle finger. Now you're asking us to just vote, vote aimlessly. And nothing happens. You still ain't canceled student debt, and you timid about this little fifty thousand, which most people get done with that in the first semester if they go into a decent school, or even (laughs) ten. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think like it's really bad. I think it's tone deaf on like very many levels of like you know, there's no point in having all of this power if you're not going to use it because then what's the point of even if you know you're in the minority in the senate or in the house like we gave you power and there's a way in which they can kind of just say okay abortion is illegal in all 50 states they would have to kind of do this thing that would then allow them to have 50 votes to do it but democrats don't want to do it and i think that's kind of of them because i think you know to Henry's point you didn't do it for student loans you didn't do it for police reform you didn't do it for voting rights which was the one thing that you said you were going to do and now roe is kind of the oh shit moment and now you're kind of like I think it looks really bad and I think you know I think and I was telling some of this earlier I mean I think this kind of if Biden really doesn't put his foot down I think this kind of confirms he's going to be one term because like what what are you giving people to like yeah to vote for and I'm curious to like what this means though like if they look back if they're looking back into Roe versus Wade what other laws are they going to recall or like revisit um I've heard and essentially how is that going to affect black and brown people I've heard it can do a couple different things I've heard like um you know as stuff is you know trivial as kind of your ability to receive contraception can kind of be kicked to the states They've said even kind of like the oh Lord scenario is stuff like, you know, gay marriage, equality acts and stuff like that. Because it's basically saying that, you know, the argument that they're using, and this is like so in the weeds, but they're saying that the Constitution doesn't say anything about abortion, which is a dumb argument because like that wasn't a thing when it was written. So they're basically taking this point of like if the set topic was not around when the framers were writing it it's not a thing which then like you can apply that to like okay slavery like that was still a thing so the framers wrote that in mind so like what can you then deduct from that really i mean to be frank it's a really fucked way of thinking but i mean i think this is kind of like the new normal of kind of the court just kind of doing whatever and which is why we need more people like katanji brown jackson on the court and it kind of so look look nearby no go ahead wait wait Go ahead. Um, you did, so I was, I was talking to my lawyer friend uh, and being an elite mm-hmm. public, because this is what they was telling me. They were saying whoever did leak it, because it had to be a close source. Mm-hmm. 
possibly did that to allow public opinion to sway the decision because it's not May yet. You know, they released their decision. Yeah, I thought that too. Or July. I'm praying that's the case because if it's not, and this actually like becomes in effect, this not only affects abortion, but it affects the right to privacy. They could criminalize certain sexualities and certain acts and certain things like that. So it's like, it's a big, big, like, Bro, and I guess this is my thing. What in your life caused you to just, oh, I want to go look back at this again? I don't think I can ever put myself in the position. I think it was, you I want think me to tell you? I think this has been plotting. Go ahead, Henry. Oh, and I was like, let me cover my screen. You know them white men be fucking them little You need to stop. (laughs) You need to stop. No, I think it's like, I really do think this has been a plot. Yeah. I think this is, I mean, now the reason why white men and Republicans are so obsessed with this of all the things. Tell me what I said ain't got no accuracy. Like, now that I really don't know, because, and people always say religion, but I'm sorry. It, It can't just be religion. There's a lot of things that are religious. I think it's all out here doing and shucking and diving on, right? A lot more than that. That, that, This—that's what I genuinely want to understand because, like, what is—is it a money thing? But like, for me, that's the only thing that I could see people going this hard for, for real, like this hard, bro. But on some like for real, for real, if a person is paying for an abortion or a service is paying for that abortion, the state can tax it or something, right? They so could, like they could if they felt like it right so why not do that instead of just saying oh no not stop because any of these people voting on this bill in a situation let's that you don't want to be in you may want that option which in case you probably have the resources to do it but little becky sue from mississippi or Sade from Oklahoma, they don't. They don't have the same resources. So that's what irritates me, especially when it comes to these politicians voting on our rights and liberties and all that stuff. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing a little tension right now. But like, it, I really do not get the logical reasoning as to why they attack this particularly. I honestly think it's just power. It's just literally- Yeah, back to white supremacy and control. The ability to say that you have control over something that has no impact on you. Like me being able to vote without, you know, any restriction doesn't have any impact. But I think, you know, white people and the, you know, the foundation of of this country was based on white people and white men having more power than everybody else. And I think when that happens for centuries and centuries, that takes hold in very odd ways today. Whether it's a microaggression or- we're not even going to let this woman control her own body. But I think it's all a part. It's all a part of the same coin. It just depends. I heard a Republican senator say women are too educated. <laughs> yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I did. Wow. Okay, so that, they're, they're actually, pff, I just ran it for no reason. There you go right there. They still too want to control women and make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. <sighs> so I think this is all something that we will keep you all posted of. Obviously, this is a leaked draft, and it seems like a decision will come out in June or July. This is a high-profile. Everybody, paper. brace yourself. Yeah, and I think oh, you know, we in some dark times, man. Y'all better grab them Bibles. Hmm. Hopefully, yeah. they're not trying to set us teach us a lesson or nothing, because I don't got time. 
Wait, what lesson would that be? You know how people, because I do feel like it is like about public opinion. I do, a part of me feels like they just did this on purpose and now because of this so much outcry and stuff, they might sway another way or they might try to teach us a lesson and say, nah, this is what we was going to do it anyways and this is what we going to do, you know? Like, I do feel like it being leads to public opinion, I do feel like that was kind of strategic. Right, and you know so many people, so many people want to be like, that's all fault for not letting Hillary Bro, shut up. Who said that? Who said that? All, the Twitter, all, of, all of the progressives on Twitter are okay, they need to let blaming the 2016 election because I mean, you know I mean, funny enough, what they're saying is not wrong, but what they're saying is technically not wrong. It's just like not the time to say that. It's just okay. Uh, because think about it. Trump appointed three of the judges who are on that court. Right. But like it, we all know if a Democrat was in that in house they wasn't going filibuster and I mean, do whatever but, i mean but i think the the easy answer is to say we don't know and you would just rather have that you'd rather have that path than trump and i think it's like people who people who say that say that with ill like they're they're saying that to be an ass um but it is a worthy point and it does say like why having biden is important because we get katanji brown jackson versus if trump got reelected, who the fuck knows who we'd get so like it's yeah, it's a it's a good true. point to mention but I think people who say it say it with like, oh, like it's saying it to be a jerk. But it's like it it is important because like if Trump didn't win, we wouldn't. I bet we wouldn't be in this position now. I, I and I honestly believe that. I truly believe that. Two deaf ears. I fall on my comments. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, make sure you follow us on. <laughs> okay, you want to do the outro? <laughs> I was just moving conversation along. I think there, we good. Ain't nothing else coming up in the no. neighborhood in the hood. No, this is a special episode just on this. So that that was episode number eighty five. Once again, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at wrgopod. Be sure to watch all of our videos on YouTube, uh, where you can comment, subscribe, share, give us a give us a thumbs up. That actually helps our uh, our rating and and our ability to connect with new folks. Do the same on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Till next time.